Welcome to What We Will Abide. I'm Sam Schindler. Today, an episode in two parts. In part one, I attend a rally of students from McCaskey High School who gathered at the end of the day on Tuesday to march through Lancaster City on their way to Penn Square, registering their displeasure with the prospect of a Donald Trump presidency. The march was organized by a few McCaskey students, two of whom were Maddie Jans and Sarah Hussein. It was a small but vibrant bunch who received a mixed response from the people they saw on the city streets as they marched. No teachers from McCaskey accompanied them, which I suppose is no surprise, but there was a member of the Lancaster newspapers who was there documenting the event. It was fun walking with them and getting to know them a little bit in our time together. Part two takes place here at TBA, where a grouping of what I can only call our like-minded individuals who feel that it is their duty at this time to stand up for people who have been largely marginalized in our community and, again, given the current political climate, are likely in danger of further marginalization in various different ways. They gathered here at TBA to discuss a plan of action led by Kevin Ressler and Jamie Schindler and a couple of other strong voices. These are two small events attended by about 30 people each, young people and older people, and as you'll hear in part two, some very, very little people. And while these events might have been small in number, they speak to a story that's being written right now in response to what took place in America recently. I have absolutely no idea how that story will end, but being part of the beginning of it is, if nothing else, exciting. So that sign is doubly scary. Could you make that yourself? Yeah. Uh, Can you just describe it? Well, I mean... Are you an artist? Yeah. (laughs) So basically, it was like kind of a science slash political cartoon. What what I was going for was how how much Donald Trump uses like Mm fear-mongering as like a form to raise the ignorant people up against everybody else. And so... I compared him to Hitler because of, again, how he fear-mongers and how he, he's a good talker. He's somebody who uses words wisely, but for evil. So obviously you're aware of what happened in the 1930s in Germany. Right. So this sign means, it says... Nothing has changed. It says, I just, it says, what does it say? I thought Hitler's reign was over. Yeah. Yeah. And this is lopsided and all, all sorts of ways, but it, it does the job. What does it say? Message gets across. It says humanity against Trump. I too am angry about Trump being elected and like all the hate that's spreading around America because uh, I've just seen only a few snippets of stories, but it's like within the first day of Trump being elected president, like hate rolls so fast. Like, and there's a lot of stories about people who were like scared for their lives, and I could agree with that feeling, and so I decided to come here and show my support. Since Trump is president, like, the things that he says aren't okay, and because he's president, other people think that they can say things like that, and they can act upon, like, these crazy feelings that they have, and it's just, like, getting really, like, scary. I heard, like, lots of stories of, like, women just getting randomly groped on the streets, like, and because people were like, oh, it's okay now. When you get to this kind of age in high school, when you start, like, looking at politics, so it's like, I know that I don't really understand everything yet, but I'm trying to, like, get a feel for, like, what's really happening. Why are you here now? Well, honestly, I was just kind of curious as to, like, what what exactly this was about, because I knew it was, like, 
about the election, but I didn't know exactly what kind of things that, like, they were trying to stand up for. And I just came and I looked at the signs and I was like, okay, so they're here for the people who feel like they're threatened. And I, like, that's something that I obviously really support. Um, so our motivation is basically to stand in solidarity with people that are feeling fearful or angry about the election. I mean, we also do, but uh, it's to show Lancaster how we feel about it. Um, we want the city to know how like the majority of McCaskey feels about this because the majority of McCaskey is not white. So we want everyone to know that this is how we feel. We have our signs. We're going to do some chants. Um, and it kind of just stemmed from mine and Sarah's discussions about our anger and our fear, even just through the campaign with all the bigotry and all the really rude slurs that were going on. Right. Are you happy that there is... I look oh, at yeah. 20, 25 no, people. You're happy yeah. with this? That's good. I would be happy if there was three people yep. here. Really? Yeah. Yep. So what is your motivation for this? I mean, as, like, a woman of color, I'd say, like, and the discrimination I've personally have gone through, like, being, like, Muslim and um, my family being Muslim and everybody just really experiencing, like, a lot of discrimination, especially post-9-11. Political and social activism is, like, really dear to my heart. Like standing up for people and showing people that we do have a voice and we do, we can stand up for equality and we can stand up for injustice is important to me and that's why like I appreciate everybody being here and that's why I want to show my opposition to our president elect. Do you feel like more at risk now than you did, let's say, November seventh? Personally, no, because like I've kind of been saying this since the day after. Like I refuse to like live in fear. Like I do. Like I don't want to live in fear just because like people around me and like people surrounding me are like blinded by hatred. Mm-hmm. Are you a native Lancastrian? Have you lived here your life? I am. I have lived here my and your family too. My my parents emigrated from um, Palestine like 27 years ago. So they've been here for a while, but all my siblings were born here as well. So. Do you know what city they came from? Around like um, Ramallah. So it's around there. It's like a pretty small city. Um, I mean, my mom grew up there and she was born there. And um, my dad was born there, but he actually ended up moving to Kuwait. Are stories told about what life was like there? I mean... your family? Yes. Like, I mean, my mom was actually, like, she was part of, like, one of the diasporas in, like, I think it was 1967. Yes. She was really young there. Um, but she was, I mean, she's told me stories because she was super young, so she didn't remember everything, but she's told me stories about how, like, she was, like, pretty much kicked out of her home and stuff, and, like, how her, her father was also kicked out, and, like, they were just put on buses and, like, pretty much, like, moved out of their homes and, like, just left to Rome. And, I mean, I, when I actually visited there when I was, I think, eight or nine, um, Israeli soldiers, like, came to my uncle's house, like, where we were staying, and they just kind of, like, invited themselves in. It is, like, it's scary to think that, like, people around me, like, will speak to me and then, like, support, like, hatred and bigotry and just, yeah. Have you seen that personally? You you said you have. Yeah. I mean, my next-door neighbors, like, they're... They supported Trump and they voted for Trump, but they we've had like such a good relationship with them. So it's kind of like, wow, like I didn't know it could be like that two sided. If you get confronted by somebody who wants to get an argument, avoid them, okay? At this point, they're not going to change your mind. You're not going to change theirs. If someone harasses or assaults you, please call nine one one right away. We'll get someone over to you. Okay, please be safe. Enjoy yourselves. Make yourselves heard. I appreciate it. Just be smart about it, okay? If you guys need us, give us a call. We are going to be doing a couple chants, so please, you know, don't leave me hanging on those. <laughs> um, please stay peaceful and respectful. Please nobody do anything crazy. Please don't be obnoxious because we are under, like, a critical eye right now um, for our school, representing our school and, you know, protecting the name or whatever. Are we ready? Awesome.
a KKK in your sign meme. Hey, you know what I mean. It's provocative. Are you, do, you, do you intend on being provocative? A little bit. Simpler chants. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> People are definitely looking at us. They can look all they want. You can no, take no. a picture. I, I, I think it's mostly good. Oh, yeah, this guy. That's right, thanks. Did you did you hear what the guy in the truck said? Uh, he said Trump is already president. Get over it. Okay, everyone. Okay. Okay. Oh, what's up? What do you uh, think of the reaction that you're receiving from people in cars? Um, I really it doesn't bother me. I mean, we're protesting for what we believe in, so it doesn't bother me. You know, uh, you, I think going. it feels like you've gotten sort of 50-50, you know. There's somebody... Yeah, there's like... There's somebody... <laughs> there's some people that are with it and then some people that aren't. You know, and that's how our, our country is, so... What do you think your personal role is? Stand up for what I believe and, you know, be out... Just just say what I have to say and uh, have people's backs that also believe in what... You know, like, basically just don't let someone beat me down for what I believe in, so just, like, be that person that'll stand up against, you know, the odds, I guess you can say. Be well, be safe. Yeah, thank you. So I just walked with 30, around 30, high school students from McCaskey, up from McCaskey over to Lime Street, they're headed to Penn Square. It was a diverse group of kids, we had representatives from all different backgrounds and um, a small but brave, vibrant group of kids. And the voices you just heard are voices of teenagers who are brave, who care about their community, who care about the future of this country, their future. They want to be safe. They want their friends to be safe. I think most importantly, they want to stand up for each other. To me, I think that's the most important thing of all. TBA school, 
which is a really neat uh, new school that's starting and, and is trying to be sort of a city school model. And as part of that, they want to be really committed to our community and helping individuals to sort of see themselves within the framework of the community. What I like about that is that the founders who have allowed us to host our event here are demonstrating that they also are committed to the community. They're committing to uh, the decision of a group of individuals to pursue the idea of being able to change their community through action. So the individuals who came here, and it was about 30 tonight, are all committed. They broke into groups. They talked about various issues, talked about what's the prioritization of danger. You know, the individuals who are undocumented are probably a lower-hanging fruit because of the power that he'll have on day one, whereas, you know, Affordable Care Act and health care is a little bit more of a, a, a different circumstance. So how do we move forward from here, organizing, strategizing, and plotting in order to make sure that we as a community are safe and that our neighbors are safe and that our friends are safe and that our immigrants are safe and that our refugees are safe and that all of the various communities that this individual has chosen to run a campaign on of hate and of anger and separation are no longer going to feel as threatened but we know that they will feel threatened we know that they will be threatened and as a result we will be there side by side to walk with to fight for and to defend we are going to number one create a machine and number two that machine's purpose and intent is to mobilize individuals for the protection of and for the defense of vulnerable communities and that's going to start out about being here but you know if we're able to do this successfully, things become models, and hopefully, you know, our impact isn't just about Lancaster, it's about protecting America. And he wants to make America great again? Well, that's fine for you. What we're going to do is we're going to make sure that America continues to be safe, as it has always been, from individuals who are demagogues and who are individuals who are hate-filled and hate-mongers, and they are not going to be able to disrupt the long history of a country that's trajectory has moved towards justice. Everyone in the, that I've talked to feels like they are the first and easiest. Because but you're a dreamer. You're here on a visa. You're here on a visa that he can revoke when he evokes executive orders. Okay. It's an executive program. It didn't make it through Congress. So it's not a law. Okay. So one of Obama's, two of Obama's executive orders has been the new dreamers. It's actually called DACA. Mm -hmm. But it's um, letting dreamers have like a special kind of visa and have permission to go to college, have a social security number and work authorization. That was through executive order. His other order that's relevant here that, that Trump will probably get rid of in the first, like, five days is um, who should be deported. Like, if you're an ICE agent, who should you be working to? Because ICE is pretty constrained in terms of resources. And so who do you want to use your, you know, relatively constrained resources to deport? Well, you know, like criminals of certain crime, you know, like people who have been caught of like, you know, federal crimes, that's your first layer. And then like your second layer could be like anyone caught with a certain amount of drugs, you know, like, so like, I don't know what it is, but I know that Obama has an order in place and like and the last first. place to yeah. go is like the woman who came from Guatemala in 1998 and has had children here and et cetera. Now, that will be, if I, if, like I keep saying, hope for the best, plan for the worst, but if he does activate that piece of his agenda, that will be, the, be erased. If a child is affected by something, do they feel comfortable going to someone of authority? 
to actually address these issues. My experience with the schools is that you have to start at the top and the highest level. Correct. So you have to yeah. start with the superintendent and then the principal. Right. It might just be, I don't what, know if yeah. they'll come to the table. That's the um, if, it depends. If you have your key stakeholders that yeah. say, we'd like to meet with you to discuss what's going on in our community, they are hard-pressed to say no. Solenco, for example, does not even have an anti-bullying policy. Right. So if that's the case, then that's worthy to sit in front of the other administrators and have them go around and say, and say, and Solenko, tell us about your anti-bullying policy. So that would create action immediately. So if we wanted to envision even something like a giant uterus. Can you imagine like a giant like wooden uterus like on a bicycle, like going through town? I have 18 clients who would lose, like we are under the McVie grant. It stands for Maternal Infant Early Childhood Home Visitation. And that is a direct result of the Affordable Care Act. So I don't have any idea at this point in time what the status of that funding would be for us. What I'm hoping to do is to speak with my supervisors as a first step and try to see what I can find out. And I'm also planning to connect with the United Way because they kind of umbrella um, a lot of the organizations that I know about that also work with home visitation for moms and babies. So. Um, those are kind of the two steps that I'm hoping to take to get more information about that. But some places that I know about, there's the Family Planning Clinic, which is out of the Healthy Beginnings office on North Lime Street. Is that LGH? Or is it its own? It, I, yes, I think so. I think All of us. Is and under, Healthy uh, Beginnings uh, is definitely under. Yeah. Okay. But those two may be impacted. But they, I think if, they, if you can present it to them and show them get all your money out of the fossil fuels and if you do it right, you actually can continue your portfolio or whatever your, your um, money that you're making will stay the same or, or within some, you know, some proximity of what it is. So, I mean, that would be something we could do. I mean, I'm a public school teacher, so I'm part of PEASERS. And Peasers is hugely invest in, invested in fossil fuels. That I mean, would be a big one, though. I mean, that would, it sounds impossible, but, um, you know, to get Peasers to divest yeah. would be um, mm -hmm. huge. Do you want to break windows, or do you want to hold vigils? There's, those are two of your extremes, or where do you want to be in between? And depending on when and where and why, those actions can be effective, or they can be very harmful. One of the things that I would personally love to see is I would love to see social activism as socialism. What do you do Friday night? Social activism. What do you do Saturday night? Social activism. What are the narratives about why we care about these things and why others should care about them? Bring, that, bring back why this is an important issue and specifically in what direction do you as a group think we should go. If we gather as groups and we find resonance amongst us, then we're more likely to find resonance outside of ourselves. Music for this episode, Piano, by Nora Schindler, my daughter. You can find What We Will Abide on iTunes, on Facebook, at samschindler.com, and also on my podcast app of choice, Overcast. There are no available recordings of the music that you're hearing right now, as of yet. Thanks for listening. <laughs>